Doug Keck, and welcome to a special edition of EWTN's Bookmark. Two guests on our program, Debbie and David Cowden, authors of the prayer book for tired parents, How to Grow in Love of God and Get Your Family to Heaven. That's a good idea. Published by EWTN and proudly published by us and available through our EWTN Religious Catalog. EWTNRC.com, all things Catholic. Uh, welcome, Debbie. And, and David, of course, uh, Debbie, you'll be recognized by most of our audience uh, over the years between uh, working uh, on the religious catalog side and some other programs you've appeared on over the years. And Dave, great to, great to meet you and have you on the program you, for the first time Thank you. as first-time authors. So, Debbie, it's a, what made you guys decide to put a book together about being tired parents besides actually being tired parents? Well, being tired, being tired ourselves is a big part of it, but when we've been having conversations with some of our other Catholic friends who have young children, we realized that we had a lot of the same struggles and a lot of the same things that we were trying to work through. And the biggest thing was just that we were exhausted and feeling isolated in our parenthood and feeling like there wasn't, there wasn't something out there yet that was for us and, and giving us the, um, like the, the help that we needed specifically as tired parents. And it seems like it's self-deprecation on the surface to say tired parents, but it's one of those things where right. if you know, you know. You may remember those days. Of yeah, 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 yes, vaguely, vaguely. At my advanced age, I vaguely remember those. But ab absolutely, and David, it, the idea it would say it's kind of redundant to say tired parents because they are. For you guys, let me just ask you, David, uh, this is uh, not your milieu, obviously. Uh, your wife comes out of the media, so it's maybe easier for her. So, so how did you feel about when the idea came up about writing a book? Oh, well, <laughs> we, we didn't want to write a book, but, it, you know, some things that happened in our life that had pushed us towards this, we recognized this, this is a... So many parents, I feel like, need this. We needed this. We needed to sit down and write our thoughts out and really what was what was happening. And, and I think that we've, we've grown a lot through it and, and as parents, and, and we, we hope that it's going to give the opportunity to for right. other parents to also grow and and to be able to, you know, improve in their parenting a little bit, um, to be able to recognize that tremendous right. opportunity that they have with their children. Well, Debbie, let me ask you, you know, people see you on television. You guys look like the Barbie and Ken of Catholicism here. <laughs> people say, oh, another couple who, you know, they went to Steubenville or they went to a religious, they're very spiritual people and they're going to tell us about these little thumbnail problems that they have in life. But I thought what's interesting in what you say in this book is that it's not just about practical parenting. It's, it's really about the idea of where does my spirituality fit into parenting, right? Exactly. And the answer to that question is every part of parenting is related to the spiritual life. And we we know the faith, or we'd like to think that we know the faith. I was a lifelong Catholic, been working for EWTN for almost a decade now, and Dave as a convert learned a lot about the faith, but seeing how it applies to everyday life is essential. And once you realize that every joy and sorrow that you experience in parenting, mm -hmm. every diaper that you change, every load of laundry that you run, every boo-boo that you kiss is helping you grow in holiness. Mm -hmm. And the way that we respond to that call directly impacts how our children grow in holiness as well. And that fits in so perfectly with Mother Angelica's spirituality because she says you've got to be holy right where you are. And she says her famous, her famous quote, we are all called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity, but that opportunity is in those everyday moments, those little acts of faithfulness and love. 
Right, and David, talk about in the, in the beginning, you almost have like a, a setup here, practical path to peace in your heart and home. Most new parents expect to lose sleep, saving serenity, but many don't anticipate how their spiritual lives will be impacted by the birth of a child. How was yours impacted? Oh, it was, it was shell-shocked. And- <laughs> It, you know, one was enough, but then, you know, we talk about with other parents, you know, you joke about which, which was harder, two, three, you know, and it, it's different for everybody, mm-hmm. but two was hard. That was, it, it was just a game changer. We were, um, yeah, and, and it took us a while, mm-hmm. I think, to really, to, to be able to overcome those challenges, but we, we feel like we're in a good spot. I mean, and, and it's interesting that when you can really take on that vocation and really just improve your day to day, you know, and and your children grow up and they see that, that you're owning that vocation as a parent. Well, Debbie, what do you say to somebody who says, well, you guys are great and everything and you're having all this, maybe you're having too many kids too quickly. Maybe, maybe that you should need to space them out better. Maybe you're a little too Catholic. I'll leave that up to God to decide. Uh, that's how we've been, we've been open to life and accepting children lovingly as a gift from God. The reality is that, that some of us think, oh, I could never handle three kids, four kids, five kids, and we only have three. And there are sometimes we fall into that trap like, oh, I could never do that. But you realize that God gives you the grace in the moment. We just have to be willing to ask for it. And so there are times in parenting where you know I'm home with the kids, I'm working full time. I don't know if I should be telling this to the president of the network, but there are some times where I'm just like, I can't do this right now. I need a break. And it's in those moments that those are usually when I've made a personal request for you to do ah, something do to, it promote, right now. to promote bookmark or Father <laughs> Spitzer's universe. And and the crazy thing is that you can, as a parent, you can you can melt down and you can lose control of the situation and you can despair, or you can recognize that this is a chance for me to practice abandonment humility and I've been learning a lot about humility as a parent and also trust in God and hope that he's giving me the grace in the moment if I ask for it to get through this situation to even if it's to get through the next 60 seconds Mm -hmm. of this tantrum to meet my baby's needs to make a plan for the day and there's one thing that Dave says frequently that I really appreciate he says that God gives us the intellect and the will to participate in the design of our lives. So it's through God's grace that we're able to be parents and to be able to accept those children and to raise them in the faith. But we also have a part in that as well. And so what we're hoping with this book is that people will see that there is a path to holiness. You have to have a sense of direction through, their, through your everyday life and trials and tribulations. Through the everyday life, yes. And as soon as you learn what those foundational steps are and the things that you should be doing as a Catholic parent, you're going to recognize that things are falling into place. And so then all of a sudden it's not overwhelming right. anymore. And the idea of experiencing God's peace that we talk about is possible. We just have to participate in that process through making the conscientious effort to pray the rosary with the family, to offer up our daily joys and sorrows, to have a routine so that our kids aren't melting down when they're hungry. It's crazy. Kids are hungry at least three times a day. They need to eat me three meals a day plus some snacks. You plan that out. You don't have the meltdown. They don't have the meltdown. You don't Mm -hmm. have the meltdown because they're melting down. And then you're spending less effort on the things that are, are worldly and you can focus more time on prayer and the things that are of God. Now, Dave, you're, you're a convert, so coming into this, you, you had some attraction to the Catholic faith. Are there aspects of the Catholic faith you find helpful in your parenting skills? I do. I, I, 
I greatly appreciate that the faith is always logical. The faith, always, the, the, there's this emphasis on truth, understanding truth. Um, you know, Catholic education goes back, you know, years okay. upon years. And it's just that Catholics know how to really form children in the faith, to be able to raise generations in the faith, to be able to, um, we, we, we wanted to make this book extremely mm -hmm. practical, right? You know, utilizing uh, modern day concepts of mindset training, goal setting, you know, journaling, mm -hmm. to be able for parents to, to really sit down and do a personal reflection about where they're at in their state in life, right. right? And then to be able to recognize those areas of growth in their vocation. So with that being said, Dave, did you kind of drive the format of the show, of the program, in a sense of how it laid out in the book? Um, yeah, Debbie, Debbie would joke that I'm the very practically minded person. The um, tips and maybe those kind to of a fault. things. Yeah, and, uh, I, I'm very efficient. Um, so, so I, I liked the book to be um, to be uh, oriented in a way that maybe it's it's friendly towards somebody that's not a not a day to day reader. It's an easy read, practically speaking. It's uh, you know you can you can read little snippets and then you can you can pause, reflect. There's open sections in the book that are um, with questions to, right. for for parents to be able to pause and reflect and and to be able to to journal a response mm -hmm. because everybody's life is going to be different and where they're at in their vocation. Um, in the back, there's there's large open ended sections. Um, we even made the prayers. There's an appendix in the right, back of the exactly, book that right. um, has prayers. There's prayers throughout the book that we wanted parents to be able to refer mm -hmm. to, but in, even in the back, there's cutout sections so mm -hmm. that they can paste them everywhere throughout the house, right? You know, a prayer by the coffee pot or a litany of humility posted up on the mirror in the bathroom, so. Yes, I love the uh, litany of humility. Uh, I know Danny Abramowitz was always big on that. Coach Danny ta talked about that one. I'm interested too, because in the idea of the voice in the book, you make it clear, Debbie, that you're the voice of the book. You wrote in your voice, even though it's both of your thoughts, but it's written coming from you. I remember Bob and Penny used to write, each one would write a different chapter, but a lot of times they were talking about saints. Why did you decide to do it in your singular voice? First of all, for, for practicality, uh, in books that I have read, um, it's confusing for me to switch back and forth, and so I figured if we were writing it as one voice, we are one flesh, but if we were writing <laughs> it as one voice, then it would it would be clear for the people who were reading it, so we wouldn't have to continue saying my spouse, Dave, we could just say Dave. Um, but then also because just in the grand scheme of things, what was more important to us was to convey the truths of the faith in the book and convey the, the points that we were trying to make and not so much whose mind it came from. Because throughout the whole thing, in the, in the hmm. preparation process that we didn't even realize was preparation, the, the first seven years of our marriage, mm -hmm. it was both of us figuring it out together. And as we were writing the book, it was both of us figuring it out together. And then we both had the final right. say in how the book ended up. Right. And so it really is us as one voice, even though it just happens to be Debbie's voice. Well, you say a good friend of mine says, your spouse is the diagnosing finger that God wills to heal your infirmities. Yes, <laughs> those are words, <laughs> words of wisdom from Father John Paul in the foreword. Okay. And right. we've realized over the past seven years, and also in parenthood, that we have been refined. And you know, I think one of the big things that Dave has gleaned from the Catholic faith is that it's really hard. It is. And it's not hard because, um, because the church's rules are too strict or because it's too demanding mm -hmm. of us. The church, or living out the Catholic faith is hard because 
of us and because of our human frailty. And as we've been striving to grow in holiness for ourselves and desiring that for our children, we've realized that there's so much goodness mm. in it being hard. And so as we're designing the book, we recognize that it's not going to be something that you read once and then put up on the shelf. It's going to be something that you're right. coming to every day because the practice of our faith and the process of becoming holy is not a one and done deal. So you could use it in a sense as a reference even to go back to if you're running into certain issues or... Exactly. Right. Exactly. And the way that we've laid out the book, um, it, it's a journey. So mm -hmm. you're walking through the steps of doing the consecration to um, or the sacred heart enthronement. Mm -hmm and having your home blessed, doing the consecration to uh, Jesus through Mary and St. Joseph. We want you to be able to archive as those things are happening. You're able to journal where your faith is right now and then come back to it later and say, this is what we're doing really well on. This is what we haven't quite gotten to yet because we want people to recognize mm -hmm. that it's a struggle, but it's a struggle towards something so good and a struggle toward what we were made for which is heaven, right. yeah. but and we've uh, got to have that sense of direction. Ideally, parents can reread this book multiple times over, and you know, if you, you, there's sections to set a goal for this, and then they can come back to it, maybe in right. six months to a year, and they'll be amazed, like, okay, I did, I did the Sacred Heart Enthronement. I, we've, we've consecrated the family to Jesus through uh, Mary and St. Joseph, and then they can reflect again, right. wow, we've grown in our faith right. so much in that period of and time. And give themselves positive credit for the, yeah. the fact, I can't do everything all at once. In fact, the devil right. sets you up for failure right. by claiming, as Father Spitzer many times will say on the show, hey, what happened to you? I thought you were going to do all this stuff. You're, you're really not very good. And you really have to realize it's the incrementalism. Mother yeah. Angelica always talked about that incremental approach. Yeah, absolutely. And God and then, knows the desire of our hearts too. And if he knows that this is something that we're working toward, again, he gives us the grace if we ask for it. And we just want parents mm -hmm. to ask for it because mm -hmm. you don't have to take your kids to daily mass seven days a week right out of the starting gate mm -hmm. because it's just not practical and it's not sustainable. But if you start with, okay, we are going to go to daily mass every Friday, or we are going to commit ourselves to doing the first Saturday devotion, then that's a good place to start. Or once a week, we're going to take our our five-year-old or our mm -hmm. six-year-old to adoration, and it may only last 15 minutes, but we're there in the presence mm -hmm. of Jesus. And that's 15 minutes that they otherwise wouldn't have had. And, and I would say it's just that it's that ordinary holiness. And I, I think that we were we were so happy that this could be published through EWTN because we, we have such a fondness for, for for Mother's Network. And it's, you know, I, I give Debbie a lot of credit because, you know, it just the nature of her work, she she can pull a Mother Angelica quote out of the hat. So, <laughs> um, you know, she can point to, okay, that was from that episode, that, that Mother Angelica quote was from that episode. So she, it, it's just by nature of her work and working with the network right. for nearly 10 years that she's really grown to, to know Mother mm -hmm. well and to love Mother's um, spirituality. Right. And so with the book, you'll, you'll see Mother Angelica quotes just pasted through, peppered all through, through, through the right. whole book. Yeah, right. And so I think that just helps to, to, to bring people back it, continually, it, you know, it, you hear Mother Angelica quote and, or you watch some of her show and it just brings you peace and refreshment, you know, and so as you're, right. you're growing and you're, this is a struggle, right? right? And you just hear that, those little nuggets of wisdom. So right. that, that's what we were trying to do is maybe represent to people right. that hadn't heard Mother. You know. so, so Debbie, Dave was talking earlier about the format of the book and the idea of kind of journaling and come. Now, is that something a couple should be doing together or should you be doing it separately and then comparing notes or, or how do you guys go about 
utilizing this book. It should be together because it's good to hear the struggles that you're facing and knowing that Dave is working on X, Y, and Z gives me a reason to push harder to help make those things happen. And the reality is that, that with our vocation, we, are, we should be working together the whole time. And so yes, I, if you wanted to get two copies, absolutely get two copies <laughs> well, and I then you can write separately that. and then compare notes. But ideally this is something that you're working Your religious catalog background is coming out, of course. Get one for all your friends, get one, have your parish donate Perfect them for, for Christmas, course, great Christmas. Christmas. Course, absolutely. absolutely, any time of the year. Baby shower presents, anything. <laughs> you write in the book here, if we're judging our parenting success by the skewed concept of parenting that we see on social media, we're bound to face discouragement. Is that something you guys have personally experienced and do you see it in your friends? Yes and yes. Okay. Uh, as the senior digital media specialist for EWTN, I have, I'm on social media all the time. Mm -hmm. And as much as I try to keep it focused on the things that are good, true, and beautiful, it is still easy to fall into the trap of, wow, this mom is doing this wonderful Three Kings Day celebration or I don't know how to sew, and so it makes me very self-conscious when I see other moms with their All Saints Day costumes or the little traditions that they do at their home, and it's always picture perfect on social media because that's a highlight reel, and mm -hmm. people aren't willing to show you the mess. Right. And so as people are scrolling through social media every day, it's so easy to get sucked in and to be discouraged because you're like, why am I not like that? Right. When again, you're only seeing somebody's um, highlight reel. And so this is another great reason to just call out being tired parents because we're all having the struggle and there's a lot that you don't see right. behind the scenes. So we really just want parents to be encouraged that everybody is struggling mm -hmm. and the most important thing is that I am working on my own holiness and my family's holiness and that we are making these small changes so that we can be holier. Right, and it, we're doing that not because I want to check a box but because it has positive results in our relationship and in our family, right Dave? Absolutely, yeah, it, it's it's all work towards that goal. We would say that, you know, growing in holiness, getting your family to heaven, that's your dream, right? And then you then you can break it down into those practical steps. Not It's not checking a box but certain things that you do in your life, you know, you know, just like Our Lady tells us to pray the rosary every day. If you do that, you know that you're going to grow in your faith. You know that you're going to be leading your kids towards heaven. And if you pray the rosary every day, if you're going to daily mass, if you're going to Eucharistic mm -hmm. adoration, if you're spending time in prayer together yeah. as a family, if you're surrounding yourself with holy reminders in your home, mm -hmm. you are going to become holier. If not, then there's something else going on. Right, uh, right. But but I can I can promise you that if you are making the effort then God is going to bless that effort and he's going to help you. The saints are going to help you. Your guardian angel is going to help you. And the point you made, Debbie, in the, in the book and going through too is that's what you're attempting to do on a regular basis. But life has its other, its ebbs and flows. And so one shouldn't consider themselves a failure because this particular week we didn't get to mass as frequently. Right. Or maybe we had to do the shortcut rosary because there was <laughs> something going on in the household, so to yeah. speak. And to, and to realize that we can keep going, that that's fine, right? Exactly, and as our children get older, they're gonna see our efforts too. And there have been times where we've gotten to the end of the day, and God bless our little six-year-old, she'll say, we haven't prayed the rosary yet today. And so this is rubbing off on her and she's getting it. And in the morning she'll wake up and she'll say, are we going to mass today? And we're seeing that our efforts, however feeble they might be, they're, they're making a difference in our kids' lives. And, and that's telling us that we're headed in the right direction. You know, when our child prefers saint statues of like St. Philomena and St. Maria Goretti mm -hmm. over Barbie dolls, mm -hmm. we know that we're 
we're making progress even if it's not perfect. Well, you, you have a section uh, in the Tired Parent called The Holiness, uh, Debbie. I'm tired because I'm doing everything in my power to shield my kids from the ugliness of sin, to raise them in the faith, to prepare them to change the world with the help of God. You go on to say, I'm a tired parent. It might sound like self-deprecation, but my husband and I have learned to embrace the description for several reasons. And one of the first ones is really important. It takes the pressure off us. How so? Because I don't have to try to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And like you had mentioned, you don't have to feel the discouragement when it's not going the way that you thought it was going to. You know, right. we can we can take our kids to daily mass, but we figured out that the best time for us to go to daily mass was at seven o'clock at night, which just happens to be the time our kids are getting ready for bed. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, sometimes our to our two youngest are asleep in the pew, just sprawled out asleep on the pew. Yeah. Sometimes they are fidgeting. Sometimes they are just melting down. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to feel bad about, I, I don't have to feel like I'm a bad parent because my kids are upset during mm -hmm. mass or because um, we went through a little phase where one of our kids did not want to pray the rosary and would yell and scream every time we were trying. Mm -hmm. We don't We don't have to feel so bad about it and we can well, progress. And then also just owning that child of, title of being tired, it, it's an act of humility. It's a, it's a good right. starting point. It's, it's um, putting parents at ease, but then also our whole goal is to shift them more towards that being tired for the right reasons. Tired because they, they're really growing in, right. in love of God and they are, they're starting to pour themselves out for their children, for their spouse, right. for, for the world, you know. Because this is and, the most important thing. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't yeah. matter, it doesn't matter what your job is at the end of the day. It doesn't matter how much money you retire with. It doesn't right. matter what D1 school your kid gets into. It matters that they get to heaven and it is right. worth fighting with every ounce of your being you for know, it. And we love our, we love our parish priests, you know. It, it's, He's the greatest. Uh, there's so many nuggets of wisdom that one thing that that uh, he said recently is just in our life there is there's a finite amount of good that we can do in our life and so we don't want to squander any moment right, right. we want to be tired for the right reasons because right. we have utilized every moment for the good of, of our children and for others right well Debbie you say in the book this is not a parenting book per se it's a book on prayer mm-hmm it is. And so we're not telling you what you should feed your kids or what kind of activities they should be in. We do clarify, though, that um, you probably should not have your children in certain activities if it's meaning that they are not going to be home with the family for the prayer time and that it's spreading your family in too many different directions. Well, that's a good point. I remember yeah. reading that in the book, the idea that you're not fitting your spirituality in around your schedule. Right. You're doing the reverse. Exactly. And so the first thing that we want to emphasize in the book is that this is all for love of God and that getting to heaven should be your number one goal. God should have the number one spot in your life no matter what. And once you make the decision that that is going to be what's going to happen in your family, mm -hmm. that God is going to be first, it's amazing how everything falls into place. And you can pretty easily weed out the things that are not leading you to heaven, those activities that are taking you away from your time in prayer, that time with your family, or those activities that are putting your kids in a situation where they're around people who do not love God and love the faith. Or when it comes to socializing with friends, you start to realize the friends who are not really leading you on the right path mm -hmm. or supporting you in your desire for holiness. So you start to weed them out a little bit. TV shows, right. games, things that you do within your home. Uh, so with God as the number one priority, right. it, it puts it all in perspective. I know one of the things Dave uh, found being involved with Marriage Encounter years ago, my wife and I, you know, you can see people who sometimes get involved with churchy activities, mm -hmm. but it's not really a positive thing for their relationship and for the home. It's a wonderful thing, but you always have to remember the core is the two of you, right? Right.
Right, and and the the two of you and the the love that pours out to your children. You know, sometimes the, the church activities are great, um, and and this is a it's good because we're bringing the every every parent back to the where they are at this open endedness that they can reflect that. Maybe, maybe some of those activities, maybe it's become too much. Maybe the, at the end of the day, your child wants you, right? Mm -hmm. They want that time with you. And so they, they mm -hmm. you know, it's, a, it's good to get them to certain things, but if they don't have that time to pray with their mom and dad, right? That time to be able to, to do, be in the home with mom and dad. Right, Debbie, even, and, and you say this is targeted for people with children under 10. And so obviously at that age, sometimes they're somewhat more pliable, but they also don't realize necessarily the benefits of what they're accruing by taking the time you guys are taking with them, right? Absolutely, and, and I like to think that it's bearing good fruit. We're seeing the most good fruit with our six-year-old, but just that she is desiring what is good and true and beautiful. And you know, as a six-year-old, we've already started having conversations about religious life, mm -hmm. and she's spending time in adoration. Sometimes it'll just be the two of us, or uh, she'll go with Dave, but she's able to have the quiet time in prayer. Mm -hmm. And so we, we pray that she will be able to develop that comfortability with silence and listening to God's voice and being okay with the stillness Mm -hmm. so that she can start to hear God's call for her vocation mm -hmm. one day. A and big, we wouldn't have had the opportunity if she's off doing all of these activities. Right. Yeah, a big part of the book is to is, is honing in on peace in the home, right? right? And we lay out some things in particular. You know, the one of the prayers of this uh, devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus is that he will establish peace in your home. Right. So we know that if we take the steps to to really devote our family to the Sacred Heart. That is a promise that he will right. keep. And then also just with, with peace in the home, the children striving to pray more together, maybe reevaluating some activities, we can, we can accomplish more quiet time peace. I think a lot of parents maybe ask, okay, if you have a big family, is it, isn't it gonna be chaotic? Well, it, it may not always be quiet per se, right? right? But the children still do need to learn to, right. to have that peace and to be able to listen to that voice of God. So having certain times of the day where you can spend that time, right. you know, it's, it's, we're, we're teaching hopefully parents to, to teach their children right. how to pray, to teach their children. And unfortunately, we are just out of time. Thank you so much, Dave. And of course, Debbie Cowden, the authors of the prayer book for tired parents, How to Grow in Love of God and Get Your Family to Heaven. That's the idea. It's published by EWTN proudly and available naturally through our EWTN religious catalog. EWTNRC.com for all things Catholic. Check it out. Check us out next time right here on Bookmark. Thanks for stopping by.